Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Who's ready to get turned up on some medical facts? Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback regarding the overuse of complicated medical terminology that I've been using, such as recumbency and baby it's cold outside. So I will try to temper my wording a little more in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. Hello friends. So Cameron is so dedicated to keeping the Jock Doc podcast relatable that when he heard about the motion of the ocean, he began to make uh, trips to the ocean in order to capture portions of the ocean in jars, uh, which have begun to fill up every room in his house. So I guess, are you trying to stop the ocean from moving, Cameron? Is that the idea there? Well, yeah. I mean, I get motion sickness. Okay. So and so I, I, I kind of... I kind of figured that maybe uh, taking a hold of these things and kind of capturing them and sort of facing my fears in that way would sort of, uh, you know, not all, okay. all of us have a good doctors that we can lean on. So we have to come up with our own sort of medical remedies. So for you, the motion sickness you think is psychological as opposed to, you know, vestibular cochlear. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I need to tame the concept of motion so it stops affecting me in such a way. I need to show it who's boss so it leaves me alone. Right. Okay. So so the concept is what you're taming. It's not so much. Okay. I guess motion sickness. Motion and... itself is what's being tamed. Okay. Okay. Well, that's. Well, okay. Uh, also with us is Did you do in the house? <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Here to help with that is the motion of the ocean. Baby, it's cold outside. The motion of the ocean. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect um, a a doctor. Is that right, Cameron? That is correct, Doctor London. Wow! And so you really you brought a doctor on board. I'm... An actual, for real, one hundred percent Angus certified doctor. So what was? You say Angus certified? Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right. Uh, well, before I move on, I would like to address um, a bit of listener feedback. So I had this note. I found it whenever I walked out of the hospital. I looked at my lab coat, and on the inside, this was written in Sharpie. And I think, from what I understand, 
a listener was trying to reach me and kind of leave some feedback. Uh, quote from the note, um, Father said this day would come. We need to sell our worldly possessions and go to the holy place. End quote. So, first of all, thank you to that listener for reaching out to us here at the Jock Doc podcast. Uh, we always love to hear back from our listeners. To answer your question, I'm not exactly sure uh, to what day your father was referring. Uh, I think that was a Monday. So, in any case, I also do not see why today being Monday would be a reason to sell all of your worldly possessions and go to the holy place. Well, that's because you're you're hearing our listeners, but you're not listening to them, Doctor London. Is this how you are with your patients? Well, I, they're just words on a piece of paper to you, but you're not listening to them. You're not he- really hearing what they have to say. Okay, well, Cameron, do you have an opinion on what you think they, you know, this holy place they're trying to go to and sell their worldly possessions? Oh, I mean, I think it's crazy and stupid, but I'm not the one who received the note. If I received that note, don't you think I'd be acting a little differently? Yes. Well, okay, how, how would you act differently if you received the note? If I was the one receiving the note, I would take it a little more seriously. Okay, I'm not sure how I, how I would take it more seriously. I guess uh, by doing what it, it's suggesting. Oh, so I. You don't should... think that that person who left that note might know something that you don't? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Well, I guess for now we'll go ahead and shelf that, and maybe I'll come back to this idea of selling all my worldly possessions. And finding a you holy place. You couldn't do it if you tried. You couldn't do it if you tried. All right, I've seen well, your train sets in your house. Okay, well, those you, are those are my... It's kind of how I relax and process. You couldn't get rid of those if you even tried. If your life depended on it. If a no. guy, let's say a guy who looks like me, stormed into your house and put a musket up to your face... And said, you choose. It's either you or the trains. Yeah, yeah, even your favorite one, too. Yeah, the the red caboose. You couldn't even do it. Okay, well, are you threatening to do that? You said... No, 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 no. You're no. specific to say someone who looks like you. Yeah, and sounds a lot like me as well. And also has a... Because mu- you have a musket, which... In any case... Um, thank you to this listener for the question, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Now for a tale from the clinic. We had a patient with a history of mouth and throat cancer who still had a port uh, cath for chemotherapy, and this had been left in for years after they beat cancer. So this patient's left hand started swelling up out of nowhere, and it turned out to be an infection. So he got IV antibiotics in the hospital for it. Then he started having sharp localized pain in his back. And then his cardiologist noted a worsening heart murmur. Uh, hold on, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt this. Um. Hey! Hey! Cameron? Okay, I think we're good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Was that was that a baby crying? 
Yes. Sorry, I can't get this thing to like shut the hell up, man. Well, it's uh when did when did you acquire a baby? Oh, I mean it's my baby. Don't say it like that. Don't acquire a baby. It's my son. It is a person. Okay. When did you when did you have this child? Oh god, uh summer of I want to say 99. 99. So it's been roughly Yes, yeah, summer. I'm trying to think 20 when did years. Smooth by Santana came out. That w- that was 99. Yeah, so 99. You're saying this Hey! Hey, come on. Okay. All right, all right. And how did you it it shouldn't be a baby anymore if it's 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, but you should say this thing, it's a baby. Yeah, no, I I agree that the sound it's of it It's my son. He's he just turned 20 this last summer. Um we've named him Cambo. After... Which is sort of like Rambo but also Cameron. Okay. Also sort of like Tybo. You okay. know those those exercise tapes that back then it was kind of it was kind of more relevant back then. Huh. Okay, and so, and you're you're shushing him by, oh, sorry, is it a him, the baby? Yeah, oh yeah, Cambo, yeah. Yeah, so you're shushing him by hitting him? Is that what I'm hearing? No, 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 I'm not touching him at all. I'm just kind of banging on things around him. Okay. All right, I guess, uh, anyway, back to this patient. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this patient started having sharp localized pain in his back. Remember, he had come in with that porticat. His left hand started swelling. Um, so then his cardiologist noticed a worsening heart murmur and told the patient to go see a dentist. Now, this patient had been seeing this dentist every three months, but he, the patient still obeyed, and they got an x-ray. Though he had had no associated pain... I'm sorry, Cameron. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't mean to be like rude or anything, but that baby is kind of loud. Oh, is it going off again? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't even notice anymore. I just kind of like filter it out. Hey. And this is your 20 year old baby. Cause. All right. I think we're good. That yeah, it's sort seems- of like a, uh, it's like a, it's like a Benjamin Button situation, but instead of going, uh, you know, from old to to young, it just kind of stays the same age forever. And the, so it's not quite it's not baby. quite a it's not quite a reverse Benjamin Button. It's more like uh, the 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 last twenty minutes of Benjamin Button for you know a hundred years. Huh. You like, should know these this stuff. You're the doctor. Yeah, this is this is a new. I'm the one who has syndrome. to live with it. Okay, well, I guess I'll just finish. T- so, so this patient had no associated pain. They. You found- don't think I had dreams of playing basketball with my boy, throwing a baseball around with someone who wasn't stuck as a baby, Doctor London? Yeah, I, I guess I. I'm partly just surprised that this is the first time hearing about it. Well, that's a whole different thing. Typically, I've kept a blanket on him, and it's it was kind of like one of those like heavy-weighted blankets. But he's chewed through the damn thing, so now you can hear him all the time. 
Okay, so it's just, I guess you just need to go blanket shopping? Yeah. And then okay. once I get a, a heavy enough blanket, just throw that on top of them, can't hear a thing. Okay. But yeah, just go ahead. So, so this patient had no associated pain, uh, but found that he did have an infection that had eaten away much of his maxilla, which is the upper jaw. So it turned out that the bacteria that had caused the hand infection and heart infection and the back pain was coming from his mouth. The infection had spread, and bits of it had likely flown off and blocked some arteries, which had caused the back pain. And that's why dental health can be so important to your overall health. And Cameron, that, that baby. Don't call Cambo that baby. Stop that. Doctor. I just. Hey. It's just Cambo could probably stand to shush it a little bit. I don't, All right. Like, can All you right. Give, I think he's good. Give a pacifier or something. Yeah, I gave him a shoe. Huh. Okay. And now for today's medical topic, cholesterol embolization syndrome. Now, you may have heard about clogged arteries from cholesterol buildup, uh, but in cholesterol embolization syndrome, so-called showers of crystals originating from a buildup of cholesterol can break off during a surgery or radiographic intervention. Uh, clinically... Oh, yeah, that kind of stuff happens anytime I take a shower. A, a cholesterol embolization? Syndrome? There's just all sorts of stuff falling off. That's what you're saying, right? Well, I'm saying, I guess, similar to that, except that this occurs inside of your arteries, your clogged arteries. Does that make sense? No, I mean, it definitely, I think it comes from my farteries for sure. I would imagine that's where the origin is. But yeah, it just seems like anytime I step in the shower, everything is just falling off. There's just stuff everywhere, lots of debris. A lot of dust. I start coughing. And then that gets Cambo going. I'm sorry, you, you're you dusty whenever you get into the shower? Yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of debris in the air. I don't know what's dust. I don't know what's chalk. It's it's impossible to tell. But I will say a lot of, at least the, the stench part of it, definitely, I think, stems from my farteries, for sure. Okay. So... So if a patient has this cholesterol embolization syndrome, clinically, it presents with small, discrete areas of tissue ischemia with the appearance of blue or black toes, uh, and also renal insufficiency and possibly abdominal pain or bleeding. Uh, treatment is supportive, and you do not anticoagulate, since that can actually also be a trigger for such an episode, uh, but rather you would focus on controlling the blood pressure. Amputation... So I'm sorry. What? So, is it's fine if my toes are alternating black and blue, right? No, they shouldn't. Your toes should not turn like unless you're right. But it's not like one is permanently black, one is permanently blue. They alternate back and forth throughout the day. Well, are you putting your toes into black or blue like paint? Or clay or mud? No, I think it it feels more like a mood ring type of thing. Because it does seem tied to my, you know, emotions. So when I, I'm kind of like furious, they'll turn hot red. Whereas I'm a little down on myself, you know, baby can't shut up, keeps crying. It'll turn blue. Okay. 
I and then when I like slam it up against anything at all, it turns black. Okay, well that that does sound like it could potentially be some some blocked arteries down there. That's really something to be concerned. Have you talked to your doctor about that? I am right now. <sighs> you j- okay, well, sorry to finish up for cholesterol embolization syndrome. Um, in terms of treatment, uh, amputation or surgical resection, uh, that's only needed in extreme cases. Normally, blood pressure is the thing you're working on controlling. Uh, but yeah, Cameron, we should. You need to go to a doctor about about your feed. Okay. Do you want me to come over? No, I like mean a, after we record. No, I'd say like go to another, like go to a. Go, oh, go to a real doctor is what you're saying. I mean, go to a clinic. That actually does make sense to me. I'm glad you're able to fess up about it a little. <sighs> All right. Well, we we can move on from there. God. Okay. Wait, let me. I think. All right. I think I took care. Took care of it. Can you still hear it? Yeah. Okay. Let me try. Let me see. Okay. Can you still hear it? Yeah. No, it's it's pretty audible. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, okay, I think we're good. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. All right, Cameron, you said that we have a, a doctor here as a guest today. We absolutely do, Dr. London. And I, I will say, I believe that our guest today is the most medical person that we've ever had on this show, including the host. Take it away, Dr. London. Okay, well, that that sounds kind of insulting. Um, But we are happy to have finally another, you know, a qualified medical physician here. Uh, Dr. Venison, is that right? Yes. Thank you, Dr. London. It's a pleasure to join such a, and it's an esteemed list of medical professionals on your podcast. And thank you, Cameron. Good to meet you. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. All right. Uh, Dr. Randy Venison, is that right? So um, what, what kind of doctor are you? Well, Coincidentally enough, I uh, focused on pre-verbal gigantopediatrics when I was doing my residency. So I believe that this will lead into helping Cameron and Cambo with their medical challenges today. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're, you're familiar with the clinical syndrome that uh, Cameron's 20-year-old baby child uh, is suffering from. Very. It's so rare that once a case has been diagnosed, that it makes uh, national, if not international headlines, just because of how rare it is. And also um, really how challenging it is for the parents. It's not easy to uh, manage a pre-verbal 20-year-old male. It's it's a challenge. Cameron, yeah, it- I can hear the hear the frustration in your voice, and I think you're doing a great job, though. Yeah, it just won't shut the hell up. I wouldn't give it I wouldn't care at all if it would just shut the hell up. We're all about building bridges. Yeah. That's that's learning to communicate. Okay. I, I'll t- I'll tell you what, I want to throw this thing off a bridge. 
I would never. I would never do that. He's probably a little heavy. Yeah, it'd probably fall off that bridge a lot faster. Not that I would ever do that. I want to stress that. Well, now, it is the... And I do want to say, because I know people are going to make connections here. Yes, is this show on the Casey Anthony Podcast Network? Absolutely. Does that mean that everyone who comes on this show that has an annoying baby, does that mean that something's going to happen to that annoying baby? Who knows? But I'm just going to say that that connection is nothing. You can't, you can't, you can't take that connection to court if something were to happen to a certain uh, baby, twenty-year-old baby child, man. Purely coincidental. Purely coincidental. Yes. Well, okay. Well, so Doctor Venison, how would you? I guess in the case of we've already heard sort of a description of what this clinical syndrome is. Since this is your specialty, how would you approach uh, dealing with this problem? I, I I don't want to say problem, I guess, because it is a uh, he, Cambo, is a living being. But how do you approach uh, appropriate appropriate treatment, appropriate care? It's a it's a multifaceted approach, Doctor London, and it's quite complex in the terminology. But what I like to do, and I, I did listen to some of the listeners about not going too deep into the jargon, so it's accessible is that my first recommendation would be for Cameron to try to teach Cambo infant sign language. It's something I did with my child growing up. And even though they may not be able to speak, I would guess part of the challenge from bonding with your man child would be just a simple lack of understanding. And if he can express that he wants to play basketball or go to sleep or if he's hungry and he has means to do it, even though he may not be able to fully articulate those needs, a simple sign language uh, demonstration from him will help you bridge that gap. Interesting. So what do I do? So... My my kid, Cambo, does not know sign language, but he does flip me off a lot, like a lot. Ah, Even ah. right now when he was crying and I was banging on things around him, he was flipping me off the whole time. Ah, so he has a fully developed neofrontal cortex that he can associate anger with that symbol. Yeah, I guess and so. directing it towards you. So, ah, this, this changes things dramatically in terms of the diagnosis. So now... Wow. Um, when was the last time he flipped you off? Give me some context to that. Yeah, it was on the podcast like seven minutes ago. Ah, okay. And let's just start with simple needs for infants. When's the last time that he's eaten? Perhaps he's hungry. Well, uh, when he ate that blanket, right? He ate a weighted blanket? He did eat through a weighted blanket, yeah. Ah, how long ago was um, that? But that, yeah, I mean, that definitely happened a few days ago. Uh, I don't know. We don't talk about it that much. I feel like it's kind of rude to insist on knowing what people are eating. You know, everyone is sort of a little self-conscious about how they look and stuff like that. Sure. I mean, you know, I wouldn't ask how much someone makes, and in the same way, I'm not going to ask. You know, what did you have for lunch? You know, are you eating healthily? You know, that's not hmm. my business. Well, let's be respective of 
Cambo's uh, privacy in this situation. So Absolutely. I would suggest after we finish recording, I would set out three bowls of, well, let me, let me ask this question. Is he, uh, how is his motor skill articulation with utensils or is he, does he eat out of a, out of a dish with his face a la um, maybe like a um, farm animal? Well, so he he definitely eats off the floor, but he does that thing where he takes sort of a mouthful of food and then takes it into the other room and then drops it okay. on the floor and then eats the piece one after another. Um, in terms of whether or not he uses, I think you asked about his motorcycle. I paid a pretty penny for that thing, and he has not touched it once. Hmm. I'm just saying. Although you can see him right now. He, he is just sitting there staring at the motorcycle, so it does look there's... Like, maybe there's some appreciation for it. It seems like ah. there's a vague interest, but get on the damn thing. Ah, so maybe, stay with me on this one. So maybe if we tie nutrition and having his most basic needs met, that would improve the relationship. And then if we also somehow tied a reward system to the motorcycle, then you can share this wonderful experience of watching your son on the motorcycle and he's happy because uh i'll i'll use a non-medical term his tummy's full Mm. and dr london could you translate that for our medical community yeah well yeah gastric fullness yeah oh okay yeah so that that does translate pretty easily to the to the medical community dr london what's your take on all of this up 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 front you haven't spoken that much on it right well it's kind of a it's a new diagnosis for me. I, I don't run across this as much. Um, Lateral Benjamin Button disease? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I also wasn't familiar with that particular name for it. Uh, the other one was the preverbal um, something uh, syndrome. In any case, uh, I just like to see the approach. So it's a lot of working on the communication skills, which sounds like the big theme of it, and working on some of these um, motor skills, all the sort of the things that you expect anyone to work on as a baby, you know. So once they get past some of those basic um, human development stages, you know, getting from the point of crawling to walking to, uh, say, riding a tricycle, all of those kinds of things are, are goals that you could probably have, I would assume. Dr. Venison? Couldn't agree more, Dr. London. Um, what you've summarized, uh, and, and this really is a testament to your medical acumen, what you've just described is basically the, the first three months of um, specializing in this field. And I'll also send you um, a 200-page treatise on this. I don't want to uh, confuse Cameron or bore the listeners with some of the more mundane uh, medical aspects of this, but you're on the right track. And since you talk to Cameron quite frequently uh, within these 200 pages, um, as Cameron mentioned of the Angus certified uh, certification with this, uh, it'll make perfect sense to you with what you should be advising him on. That is another question. Well, I guess two points there. Cameron isn't the most attentive to, to me in terms of my explanations, but a follow-up question I had was about that Angus certification. Um, what uh, what does that actually 
mean? I haven't heard of that in the medical field as far as I can recall. Sure. Well, most people are familiar with that from, say, your neighborhood Chili's or Applebee's when they talk about their specials. So it's most commonly associated with the, uh, the cut of beef on their plate. So if they're eating good in the neighborhood, so to speak. So I, sh- I should note that Chili's and Applebee's are not sponsors of this podcast. This is just to relate these in layman's terms. Um, but there is also the Angus Child Institute uh, in Upper Northeast New Hampshire that focuses on some of these very, very rare but very important uh, childhood diseases and conditions. And so um, I, I will have to admit at uh, medical conferences when I'm presenting and I'm putting my credentials on slide one of the PowerPoint and I talk about being Angus certified, um, I've heard every beef joke there is, but uh, we take um, the Angus certification for pediatrics very, very seriously. A lot more seriously than Dr. London takes his medical field. He's never even thrown out any of this amazing advice you've been giving me about Cambo. He's never even tried. Well, part of that is because, in fact, I would go ahead and say entirely because I didn't know about Cambo's existence until today. Yeah, because you never want to hear about me. Yeah, you ever thought about getting involved in your patients' lives? I've known this doctor for five minutes, and he already knows my relationship issues with my son. Dr. London, I've known you for 67 years. Wow. You've never once asked about I him. I, it's one of those things where usually people will mention their children. I don't know. And I guess that's it, not on me. It's still surprising to me. And, oh, I guess I don't want to get into your relationship stuff now, but I, after the podcast, I guess I am curious about how you came to have this child oh uh 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 my 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 um my girlfriend she uh she definitely exists and she um she lives in canada so that's why you haven't met her but yeah she totally i mean like oh she's great too she's awesome yes. she makes a million dollars a year yes <clears throat> she lives in canada huh. wow that's impressive yeah she's awesome but you can't talk to her her voice she lost her voice um, recently, Aww. so can't talk to her. Don't have a photo of her in my wallet because uh, my I left my wallet in my Uber. So, <clears throat> what about your phone? Oh, um, you have a background. So the phone. Um, she uh, NSA right privacy right. So she took her pictures down off social media and told me to delete um, all the pic all the uh, you know hot steamy pictures we have or I have of her. Um, she, um, definitely, uh, real Canada in, uh, in, uh, 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 Manitoba. Okay. Not, not very good cell service up there, but Cameron, you had, uh, mentioned something about your, uh, I'm using air quotes here, girlfriend about her not being able to speak. And if one parent of a pre-verbal gigantopediatric, uh, child suffering from this, doesn't speak it makes the job so much harder for the other parent because the child only has one voice to pattern Mm. after as it's learning to speak so you're in a tough spot my friend and i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not talking to this kid at all except for you know stop it stop that you're being so annoying 
you don't appreciate your motorcycle. Like there's really only maybe three or four select phrases. I've automated most of it. I kind of have a soundboard that I use for a so lot of the parenting. So you don't like, well, when, when uh, the child was first born and growing up, you know, let's say 19 and a half years ago, did you try reading to Cambo? Did you try, you know, talking? Were you more engaged back then? Well, you know, it's just like after the internet came around, it was so much harder to get books. You know what I mean? Remember, like, what happened to what happened to Barnes and Noble, guys? You know what I mean? And so, you know, like, did I was I able to read to him? I would have loved to have tried. I would have loved to have tried. Okay, so you you didn't try. I I, I oh man, I would have loved to have given that a shot. But just the, it was okay, the time, just- you know, the time Y two K, right? Yes. A lot of technical issues right. back then. I recall that. Yeah. NYPD Blue right. was still on. And so, I, you know, I, I was watching that. Okay. So, so I guess time conflicts kept coming up for you. So you were not able to, I guess, I guess nurture the Cambo. Is that, well, I mean, is that fair to in say? Nature versus nurture. You choose one. Personally, I chose nature. And so I'm kind of letting things work themselves Genetics out take over. otherwise you're at odds with each other it's nature versus nurture okay you can only choose one okay well and for our listeners who who aren't aware of that concept uh the nature versus nurture issue is uh i guess the question of what makes up a person you know their personality their their traits their skill levels uh to what extent is that nature which is the genetic side what they inherit from their families from their parents and then to what extent is it nurture the way they're raised by those, either those parents or whoever they're raised by? Hmm. No. Nature versus nurture is an epic eternal battle between everything natural versus everything nurtured. And at birth, you are given the choice to raise your child either on team nature or team nurture, which is the, the sword that they will be carrying for the rest of their lives. So is this like the Twilight series where it's uh, Team Edward versus Team, I'm forgetting the other vampire. Um, well, Jacob, who was a werewolf that's not a vampire. Right. Thank you. We Thank have you. actually established on this show previously that we are Team Charlie, which is Bella's dad. Ah. Bella's dad, single dad. He was a cop, just wanted to hang out and have a few beers. How can you not support that guy? You know what I mean? I always yeah. root for the underdog, too. That's... That's the right team. And so I would say in the nature versus nurture battle, Bella's dad would be, I guess, That's... maybe like a sunset, Dr. London? So I I guess I'm not sure. what. Oh, you mean the twilight versus breaking dawn? You think that he would be sunset? Dusk? I think the sunset is the perfect hybrid between things that are uh, natural and things that are also nurtured. Because through uh, all of the efforts that we've made to make this earth hotter due to global global, global warning, um, we're actually really nurturing the sun and kind of bringing us closer than ever. Huh. I I guess I'm not sure that I... I see that tie-in exactly. It sounds more like uh, probably Bella's father 
since he raised her and everything. That's that's a combination of nature and nurture is what that comes down to. But in any case, we can come back to, um, I guess, this question of where where do we go from here in your raising of Cambo? Uh, and this, I would love to be able to figure this out. I think we can work at this as a team so, and figure out what to do with this hell so, child. Dr. Venison, what is your take on sort of, now you're aware of a few more, you know, you're aware about... Uh, I guess the the motor skills development of Cambo, sort of where oh, Cambo's God. at. Ah, well, let's practice right now. Let's Ugh. try a different no. course of therapy. So, okay, uh, let's get a bowl. Okay, and okay, let's find some of Cambo's favorite kibble. Okay, and let's uh, set it in front. Let me. And then, hey, eat your eat your. Eat your baby pellets. Come on. Don't make me call your mother, who is real, lives in Manitoba, exists, but you can't talk to her voice. Okay, got that. Okay. Now, this is where, this is a critical piece for you, Cameron. So, uh, take a deep breath in, deep breath out. (gasps) Exhale. And (sighs) then, yes. Now, Give Cambo, instead of the middle finger, show him the peace sign. And we're starting to associate now food with the peace sign. This is the start of sign language. It's not the official sign for eat, but we're going to start very slow and very simple. Okay, Okay, and this is Cambo, do you see it? Peace, dude. Cambo's still munching on that shoe. 1969. Let's get stoned, baby. No war in Vietnam. I do, nothing. Well, Cambo. He's getting angrier. Still has his mouth full of that shoe that you gave him earlier. Ah, we should probably have a shoeectomy. Okay, let me. Be delicate, though. Slowly and smooth. Oh, no, okay. Okay, I think. All right, he stopped. Should I, do I just put his face in the kibble now and just kind of let nature take its course? He will figure it out. Okay. You, you can't. You can't lead a horse to water, and you can't lead a preverbal giganto child to eat. It's like when a baby horse is learning how to walk. You know, you can't just do it for them. They'll they pick it up naturally. It's part of the instinct. Correct. Correct. And a huge part of nature, to go back to that discussion, Cameron, is that um, the haircut is a vital piece of nature. It's how someone perceives themselves. When's the last time Ah. that Cambo has had a nice, tight, fade haircut? Maybe it's a self-esteem issue that we're dealing with as well. So Cambo, so far, has mostly kept to himself in terms of the hair situation by just co- sort of removing the hair piece by piece himself. Oh. Very, so very painful. He, have you, are you familiar with Charles Schulte's Peanuts? Yes, yes. So there's a character that's part of Charles Schulte's Peanuts, and his name is Charles. And his name is Charles Brownfield. And that character, the way his bulbous, sort of disgusting, um, sort of bowling ball type of head. This Charlie Brown? Okay, sure, yes. 
if you wanted to be a little informal about it, but sure. Uh, So Mr. You know, Charles Brownfield's hair is sort of similar to uh, uh, Campos. Ah, so we would say he's follicularly challenged. And I I do want to say that Cambo Cambo has spoken two words before. I I, oh. I have mentioned so we we've talked about you know pre pre uh, ver- verbular or whatever we were saying before, um, and those two words are good grief. Huh. Ah. So he has an association with Charlie Brown and I have peanuts. no idea. No idea, no idea if he's watched Peanuts, no idea if he's familiar with Snoopy. I know that a lot of times when I give him his pebbles, he says, good grief. Huh. Hmm. Okay. What did your Christmas tree look like to assume that you celebrate the holiday? But what was it? um, Oh, God, it looks like shit. Yeah, it sucked. So I think what may be happening here is that Cambo might be either living in his mind in an alternate reality that is the Peanuts Christmas special, or it might be even more extreme. He might even think he's Charlie Brown. And his best friend carries this blanket around all the time, and I, it's so stupid that blanket is disgusting. Mm. It drags on the ground. Well, okay, I guess, I, I'd like I don't want to interrupt this train of thought, but... I feel as if we're straying from the actual way to, I guess, to, to fix the, the current issues. Because really, it's this is going to be sort of a daily thing, isn't it? Uh, in terms of fixing the the approach to Cambo, like I, it's sign oh, yes. language daily, if not hourly. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be sign language. It's going to be, I guess, focusing on phrases similar to "good grief" from the Peanuts. Um, I guess learning to to try to kick a ball. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yes, you're going to need a football. And I would construct a psychiatrist's office out of milk crates so that when Cambo is talking to you, that you are the psychiatrist and you are in. Let's Cambo construct does not a familiar like anything, anything you're suggesting at all. It's new. It's He's new. getting madder. All right, let me try. Peace, dude. I'm doing the peace signs. Okay. okay. Hey, what's up, man? Looking for peace, not war, homie. What's up, dude? Well, what's up, man? Okay, well, I think we're, at this point, we are going in circles a little bit. So this may be a good time to, to bring it to Pet a close. sounds is better than Sergeant Pepper's, dude. Oh, okay. I think that did it. Hmm. Maybe he's a Beatles fan. Well, I think stressing the importance that Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys was better than Sgt. Pepper's, that seemed to agree with him. Hmm. Maybe he knows about more than we think. Uh, In any case, though, I still think it's probably... He's flipping me off again, though, so never mind. Probably a good time to... This is going to be a long road. A long road, Cameron. But I'm I'm here to help. Feel free to contact me. Well, yeah, and speaking of which, uh, Dr. Venison, um, is there any way that uh, listeners could uh, follow you afterwards? Do you have social media, anything like that? 
Yes, there absolutely is. Um, we love to hear from uh, patients, potential patients, and especially in uh, this very well connected age. And I'm calling up our website now so they can read the address and and interact with uh, not only your listeners, but uh, Cambo. And so what I would like you to do is we'll send you to the Venison and Poblano practice. I'm a partner with Dr. Chad Poblano. Okay. And if you go to Venison and Poblano Medicine com, and I'll email you this so people don't have to pull off the side of the road and safely transcribe this while they're listening to the podcast. Our uh, listeners can do both. Yeah, if you're oh, hearing okay. this right now, just pull up your phone. If you're driving, put in the address, uh, save it to your bookmarks, maybe glance through, scroll through the website a little bit. Well, no, absolutely. I, I don't want anyone to get injured while driving, texting and browsing while driving uh, okay uh, if you are going under 70 okay if you're going over 70 then yes slow down under 70 then you can use your phone safely but yeah i'm sorry dr london sure and look for oncoming traffic and probably during daylight hours but um yes venison is spelled as you would expect from the uh dried deer meat and poblano as the pepper coincidentally and purely random, it sounds like items on an appetizer menu at Twin Peaks, but that's just purely coincidental. Oh, okay. Again, going back to like the Angus certification, there's there's a lot of just random coincidences that you know we just we have to deal with. Just that's just part of caring so much for our patients. Yeah, well, exactly. I would say that you know, to be fair, my name sounds kind of made up. Like someone just looked at a map and then thought of one of the more common last names you know dr london smith doesn't sound that real either so i understand that struggle i guess is what i'm saying well and the most important thing dr london you'll agree with me on this one is as a medical professional believability counts for a lot Mm -hmm. and so if we sound believable then our patients will believe us well i mean just like no one has ever um, had felt the need to question the existence of my girlfriend who lives in Canada because there's no reason to question it because it sounds so believable because it is real. Right. Okay. And well, Manitoba is in Canada. Yep. No. So there's no reason to question it or to try to Google her or look her up in any way or anything like that. Okay. I'm well, sold. Uh, so Dr. Venison, any other details you need to share or... This has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. And okay. uh, Cameron, just one day at a time, my friend. One, and one day at a time. One day at a time. All right. And Dr. London, I'll see you at a conference soon, I hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to learn more about uh, preverbal um, the infant di- gigantism, something to that effect. Giganto-pediatrism. Okay, that's yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you to Dr. Venison for being on the show. Uh, thank you to Cameron, our producer. Um, thank you to Digital in the House. Yeah. 
you can't lead a horse to water and you can't lead a preverbal giganto child to eat. My name is DrLennonSmith.com. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. You keep plodding through the snow. One step at a time, you tell yourself. Yet you can't help but sneak in an extra skip once in a while, owing to the chipper nature of the situation. Yes, sir. After eight straight nights of searching through this avalanche-prone icy wasteland, you have finally found a bona fide walnut. And a whole one. And then proceeded to dig a hole and bury it so that the tree's underground hands can find it again. Yes, siree, Bob. Plowing through all this snow barefoot sure has been worth it. And you know what else is worth it? A five-star review of the Jock Dog podcast. So go ahead and leave one of those right from your phone, and be sure to leave it a review in which you detail what kind of nut you would like to find while walking through the snow without shelter for many days in a row. And be sure to text a friend or a hated one uh, our handy website, jockdogpodcast.com, so that they too can have the chance to write a five-star review. If you were even remotely displeased with anything on the podcast, be sure to give us a very angry shout-out on social media at jockdogpodcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>